You think you know me? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast, the real wrestling royalty of Rant with Ant and Wrestle Addict Radio, featuring your hosts, the founder, Will Tarashuk. It's me, it's me, it's with Lee T. That's T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Dusty Dave Malkowich. The man of a thousand gimmicks. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night, bang! And our resident Universal Royalty King, Ricky Rose. I'm the third man of a Kings of the Rings podcast. You don't deserve my presence, but here I am. Joining us every week is a member from the kingdom to give wrestling the royalty it deserves. So, without further ado... Behold the king! The king of kings! And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everyone to the Death of Cien Almas podcast. That's right, it's just Andrade. Oh my, dude, people are going to boycott this episode just because of that. Oh. Yep, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 131. Guys, this week was a mighty left hook in wrestling, if it's you will. It's a lot of shit that went down. The, the, the debut of the anime titles, um, a new champion, and we kind of had a big thing happen to us this week. I feel like we do that every few weeks, but this is, this is pretty this big. Is, this is monumental. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, if you want to check it out, the Patreon launched this week, Wrestle Wars launched this week, Dave's videos are coming this week. Yep. Uh, to, everything will be there this week. The Patreon is there. Go and support us. The Willie Welfare tier, one dollar. The Bank of Rose or the Dave Dollars, three dollars. Or the uh, Throne Room. What is it? The the Throne Room. Five dollars. American dollars a month. Thank you so much to, to the few of you who have done it already. All seven. But go yeah. there. Pray hands. Tell your Pray friends. Hands. Support the brand. Be the brand on rantwithant.com. King's Wings Podcast, KOTR underscore podcast, everywhere podcasts can be found, along with Fourth Wall WrestleCast, Smash This Pod, Nacho Rama Soap Opera, so much other on Wrestle Addict Radio. This is war, motherfuckers. Gift of Pod, so much good things going on. Guys, I am unemployed, but I don't think I've ever been this busy my entire life. Dave, how was court? Uh, court went well. Um, I actually hadn't made a public announcement. I only talked about it in, uh, some of the Patreon chats that I'm uh, involved in with um, ours and with uh, Rant with Ant. But court went well. Uh, my tox was negative and um, my program is, uh, set a J- January 28th graduation date and then court set a January 30th graduation slash charge dismissal date. So two weeks from two days ago now, I will be a free man. I'll be finished with my program, but I'll still be, um, you know, keeping up with my uh, Narcotics Anonymous meetings. But yeah, overall, it went good. Unfortunately, the after did not go well. I uh, was waiting on a tow truck for about two and a half, three goddamn hours because in the middle of rush hour, I fucked my car up. 
$646.91 later. That sucks. Shit. But, uh, yeah. Big Davy Cool. Thanks, Big Davy Cool. Another gimmick. Big Davy Cool. Oh, my really? God. That's amazing. I think it's wow. an episode yep. title. Another Dave uh, episode. Yep. Yeah. Yo, Nate, yo, Maybe. shout out, shout out to Nate the effing great. Literally, he is the one that keeps helping me gain these new gimmicks. Nate, I love you. My tag, my tag team partner. Like, yo, we need some belts, bro. Get we the NXT ones. Yo, I want to get the NXT UK one. Who doesn't? Yeah, they're beautiful. I'm looking at mine right now. <laughs> it's not the but, UK. Uh, not the tag titles. Yeah, no. Like, uh, overall, it's been a crazy week. Yeah, like Will said, my uh, Around the Rings videos are coming. They are. I promise you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been busy uh, this week with um, picking up shifts at work and then court on Wednesday. So, they are coming by the time you hear this episode. <laughs> Way to, way to cue to me, Dave. That, that was, that was <laughs> awesome. You can, you can take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's perfectly fine. I'm all right. I'm okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast, your social media ambassador of KLTR podcast all over social media. And of course, more importantly at this point, your general manager of Wrestle Attic Radio at Attic Wrestle on Twitter and the thing that keeps me up every single hour of the night because you guys haven't figured out how to upload your own shit yet. But anywho, you can find me personally on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less people's text messages, at Ambassador Biggs, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Like Will said, massive week uh, professionally and personally for us and wrestling. We had NXT UK Blackpool, which knocked it out the park. You had the debut or the the recent announcement by WWE of the World's Collides Tournament starting at the Royal Rumble weekend. Um, we opened up our Patreon and we just got off a monumental show with Andrew Zarian of the Mat Men Podcast. And lo and behold, several days later, we got the opportunity of pretty much a lifetime and it may be the first of many we are going to debut right now the first ever superstar spotlight series featuring a 17-year veteran on the indie scene who we will be seeing at evolve this weekend on saturday at laboom ladies and gentlemen without further ado here is my interview with the mad king eddie Kingston. That interview, Ricky, will actually be coming right after this break, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. It is going to be fucking incredible. I can't wait. What up, fam? It's your boy, JC Bones. And I'm Johnny Smarks in the house. And it's me, the gloriously handsome Doc Haas. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Starting January 5th, you can find us on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network on rantwithant.com. Come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast, bringing to you right now our first ever superstar spotlight. And I am here with a man who is uh, pretty much a big superstar in the independent wrestling scene. He's been around for over 17 years, was trained by people like Mike Quakenboss, Chris Hero. You may know him as Cassius Ono um, from NXT. He has held numerous titles. Let's let's read some of these accomplishments here. Uh, CZW heavyweight champion one time, two-time CZW tag team champion with two different partners, IWA Mid-South champion, former IWA Mid-South tag team champion, two different partners. Again, AAW heavyweight champion two times, AAW tag team champion, and probably most importantly to him, the first ever Chikara Grand champion with over 14 title defenses, a two and a half year reign. Ladies and gentlemen, he has worked in different organizations such as Shikara, Ring of Honor, TNA, Impact, PWG, CZW, IWA Mid-South, Jersey All-Pro, and most recently, what we're going to get into towards the end of this is Evolve. Ladies and gentlemen, he is called King. He is the Mad King. Sometimes he's been called the King of Diamonds, but we're going to go to him right now as Eddie Kingston. Eddie, how are you today? Hey, man, what's up, brother? That was a long introduction. I appreciate it. I forgot half that stuff you said. <laughs> well, yeah, you. I mean, you, you. the laundry list speaks kind of for itself. Not to mention you are ranked um, in 2018's PWI Top 500 at number 279 in the oh, world. And after all these years, I'm still in. <laughs> well, yeah, in 2013, you were 168, but now you are 279. I know, it happens. Nah, it, it happens. You're still there. It's all that matters after all these years, which is crazy. All right. So, Eddie, tell me something right now. You grew up in Yonkers, New York. So what was it like growing up in Yonkers in the 80s and the 90s? Uh, well, originally I was born in the Bronx, University Avenue in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. I was there till I was uh, eight years old, I think eight or whatever, second grade. And then we moved to Yonkers because we got robbed. My uh, family's apartment got robbed. Yeah. So then we moved to Yonkers. It's not growing up in New York in general in the 80s and where I lived in Yonkers is basically uh, right near the Bronx. If I take a step a certain way, I'm officially in the Bronx near uh, Woodlawn. Gotcha. But growing up in the 80s, man, like New York in the 80s and early 90s before Giuliani got in, it wasn't as nice as it is now. You know, there weren't a lot of people down hanging out down at Times Square wanting to come to New York because of the gangs and the violence and stuff like that. Then Giuliani came in and went after everybody and cleaned it up. So it was definitely a different time. Gotcha, gotcha. Did that did that have an influence on why you went to wrestling? Uh it didn't have a it, you know living in New York, I try to tell people being a New Yorker is like something that's in you forever. It's mm -hmm. not better than anybody some people think that we think that but that's opposite it's just something inside you the way you're brought up there just being part of it like new york never leaves you so i guess you could say some of it affected uh me with wrestling but uh you know what i mean it, it, the only reason why i got into wrestling was because i was a hyper kid and my mother couldn't <laughs> my beautiful puerto rican mother couldn't keep me quiet so the only way she could keep me not running around the house like a madman was putting on wrestling tapes. I <laughs> gotcha. I, tell so, I got lucky because she didn't know the difference between WWF and WCW or NWA or 
anything Memphis. Like, I remember one time she bought a tape. It was Memphis, like, Mad Men and Bloodiest Fights or something. And she just put it in to keep me quiet. <laughs> so I got the chance to see a lot of wrestling just because she bought, she would rent tapes and just put it in. It didn't matter what it was. As long as it said pro wrestling on it, she got it. It's really, it's really interesting to hear about wrestling as a thing that kept you calm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a whack job. I never told anybody I was right in the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it happens to everybody. It, it might be the New Yorker in you, to be honest. Growing up and <laughs> being Irish and Puerto Rican wasn't really, uh, looked on favorably. <laughs> not the, the norm like it is today. Gotcha. Gotcha. So when did you, I mean, you, 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 you watch a lot of wrestling tapes. It kind of kept you calm, but when did you realize yourself that this is what you wanted to do? And we moved the Yonkers. We finally got legal cable, legal cable. <laughs> I was going to get mad if I said that, but it's true. We got legal cable and uh, I put on ESPN and, uh, I saw hot stuff Eddie Gilbert, which I know a lot of people don't know. I, and I wish they did know if you just, Type him in on YouTube or something. You'll find great stuff with him. But uh, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert was the first guy that I was like, oh, man, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. He, he, like, controlled the crowd and got the crowd to hate him. And just his whole act was just something that I fell in love with. You know what I mean? Like, I loved Hogan and Savage and all those guys and Flair and Dusty Rhodes and Tully Blanchard. And I can go on and on. But Eddie Gilbert, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert was the first guy. That made me go, okay, I want to do this. Okay. And so you, you started to do this. Um, yeah, you debuted in October 12, 2002. You know, <laughs> after, <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you originally trained, uh, with, with Kevin Knight and the Independent Wrestling Federation, although that obviously did not work out. No, it didn't. <laughs> me, Jigsaw, my old partner, Blackjack and Jolly Roger and a couple other, Friends of ours were there, and we all got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't. So then you you found your way over somehow to the Chikara Wrestling Factory, and you were part of that second class in Chikara, where you were trained by Lightning Mike Quakenbosch and also Chris Hero, also known as Cash's Ono. So uh, <laughs> Chikara is kind of one of these things that some people know about. Some people don't know about, but in my opinion, a lot of people should know about because Chikara, from what I, from, from, you know, my quick research, Chikara was kind of NXT before NXT. Yeah, you know, he was, uh, you know what I mean? He was bringing in a lot of guys and, uh, to help us out because we were all green. So we had to get top indie guys to help us out. And then, you know what I mean? He, he got Chris Hero to come in and train us and then Hero with his connections. You know, got other guys to come in and, and help us out. And we were able to get, uh, Skyda, who's probably like the greatest luchador trainer in the world. Like mm-hmm. when I go up to Pentagon and Phoenix and tell them, Hey, I was trained by Skyda. They go like, Oh, oh us too. Like a lot of the, yeah, I've been trained by Skyda as well. So, you know, I mean, it's like a little bond you have with certain guys when you're like, yes, yeah, Skyda trained us too. So Skyda came in, trained us off about two and a half, almost three years. And then, uh, yeah, Claudio, uh, Cassius no, Claudio, uh, yeah. uh, not Cassius no, I'm sorry, Antonio Cesaro. Yeah, you can call him Claudio. Yeah, Claudio. <laughs> yeah, he came and like, he picked things up right away, so we had him there, you know. Carl had a lot of guys, and it was just, 
it was a fun time to be around there because Chikara was growing and, and starting to get noticed. Yeah, and then to, to you, a couple of years down the road, like Chikara is a big part of your history, probably one of your more important um, brands that you have ever been on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off a date to you right now, November thirteenth, two thousand eleven. Do you remember that date? Yeah, of course I do. That was <laughs> that was Chikara's first eye pay per view. Yeah, and it was my trainer Mike Quackenbush, and uh, it was for the to crown the first ever Grand Champion and. Uh, it was the finals of the 12 large tournament, which was named after, uh, Larry Sweeney. Yes. Who, uh, unfortunately passed away, uh, I believe that year of, uh, suicide. So it like, it touched all of us. So that's what we named it after him. And that's why I cried like a baby at the end of the <laughs> match. Uh, I was watching that match. I, I watched the promo leading into that match. Yeah. Um, I, I watched the match. <laughs> we had to cut. Five times because uh, Brian Remsberg, the referee, was filming it. Yeah. Would break down crying, and then we would go, okay, 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 we got to get this. We got <laughs> to finish the fifth time we're doing this, so, you know. Yeah, I, I – go ahead. That was a rough one. That was, that was a rough yeah. one. No, I, 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 li- I listened to the promo, and, like, your promo game alone is so strong. It's so real. It, they're, they're, you can tell when you're listening to you cut a promo, not just for the Chikara Grand Championship, but for anything. Your promo's against ACH. Your promo's against Ethan Page. There is, there is such um, a realm of realness that you, that you listen to it and it could, you could put on the worst match ever, but people are going to watch it because you are putting your all into that promo. So I want to go back to that Chikara Grand Championship match. I'm watching this match. You have Jigsaw in the corner of Lightning Mac Quakenbosch. You have a personal idol of yours, Tommy Dreamer. The guy who got wrestling. Yeah. You got Tommy Dreamer in your corner, one of your idols in your corner. Surrounding the ring is the entire Chikara roster, okay, including the likes of some people known as the Young Bucks and Cold Cabana yeah. <laughs> as as well. Um, you put on a technical masterpiece, right. and not only are you doing that, you're doing that against somebody that trains you. Mm-hmm. So you got student versus teacher vibes going on right now. Not only do you win, you get the title handed to you by Larry Sweeney's family. Not only do you get the title handed to you by Larry Sweeney's family, your own idol, Tommy Dreamer, puts the belt around your waist. Yeah. yeah it was, uh... How is that reality? Because that's a movie. Uh, and and, and no, I'm... <laughs> When I think back at it, like it, it kind of feels like a movie, the way I remember it. You know what I mean? It was like because yeah. I was in the moment. It was almost like I, I'm watching myself outside of myself. You know, like it was uh, it was a great honor to be honest with you. Like that that word just kind of fits, and it was an honor. And uh, then you know, after the match, being with all the boys and everybody who knew Larry Sweeney and everybody who was there who know who knew me for so many years, like. Just being backstage with them afterwards was just as surreal. Like, I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. a surreal. So. And by the way, you did the whole match with a partially torn MCL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of <laughs> Which your trainer made sure he worked the mess out of. Oh, of course. <laughs> so I want to go back to, to some of your trainers. 
I mean, you've worked with the likes of Chris Herio, Claudio, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Steen, Samoa Joe, ACH, Jigsaw, Mike Rickenbach, Sammy Callahan, Austin Aries, Joey Ryan, that madman he is, Red Dragon, some people know him as Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, Bull Dempsey, Jeff Cobb, and some of these noticeable people that you've worked with were also your trainers. So how is it that, how, how does, how do you deal with working with your people that trained you throughout all these different territories? Well, uh, like me, me, Quackenbush, there was a respect level there. So getting in there with him was fine. Uh, me and Chris Hero or Cassius on, I'm not calling him Cassius. I'm not, <laughs> but Chris Hero, uh, we just don't like each other. He okay. Kind of went downhill. I don't, to be honest with you, we haven't liked each other in so many years. I don't remember what's the reason for it. <laughs> oh, it's one of those. Yeah. So, and he, you know what I mean? He could sit there and, and politic you and say, well, Eddie, this, Eddie, that, try to be guy. He doesn't like me either. And you can tell by our matches the way we're like killing each other, taking a little bit of liberties here and there. So. Yeah, that AIW match was kind of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've had worse where we were beating each other up worse. So. Yes. So let's go into a couple of other promotions. Uh, you did, you did ROH. You, you're, you're in a lot of noticeable factions, the wild cards. Uh, you had the flood for a while. Uh, a big one, Blackout made its way to ROH. Um, Outlaw Inc. was an hour ROH. Uh, you kind of took over from Conan and LAX in Impact. <laughs> and now you're kind of siding with the OGs and everything, but also you're pretty a uh, well-established singles competitor. So you have this, you have these factions, these tag team successes, single success. Which one do you prefer more? Well, I I love uh, teaming up with Homicide. Uh, I I consider Homicide like my third trainer, but my mentor as well because he took me under his wing. Mm-hmm. Also, he's my best friend out there. So picture that. Picture me and him together, two mad people. But, uh, <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy teaming up with him because we just have the same attitude of a, when we go into matches. You know what I mean? We'll try to wrestle, but you know, nine out of ten, well, ten out of ten times, it's going to turn into a fight where we're fish hooking and gouging eyes and stuff like that. Because <laughs> we're fighters. That's the way we are. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not knocking any pro wrestler in particular, but I'm just saying mm. 95% of the people in the business now, especially on the independent scene, never fought a day in their life. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And so that's what continue. Stay mental, you know. <laughs> I got you. So speaking of people in the industry and stuff and the industry standard in and of itself known as WWE. Now, a couple of years ago in 2016, you had a tryout in the Performance Center. Um, how did that go? How was being in the performance center and getting that tryout? Uh, it was, it was dope, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> to, to me, there's no way anybody could be out of shape there. I tell you that much. Six <laughs> rings and then you got a personal trainer there and, and, you know what I mean? You got weights and all that stuff. I didn't get to see the film room, which I really wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, it was fun, man. I could have done better. I'm, I'm my horse's critic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've definitely done better, but uh, it was a good experience and uh, just, you know what I mean, to hang out and, and and do my thing, you know what I mean, show a little bit of what I can do. Uh, just just a tad bit, just a tad bit. Do, is your ultimate goal still W? Is, it, or is your ultimate goal WWE? 
Uh, I think for any wrestler it is. Mm-hmm. You know, point in time. Because, uh, not knocking nobody, because God knows someone will take this the wrong way, but I'm not knocking anybody. But at this point in time, WWE is still number one on the list that could pay people the most. Mm-hmm. Or recognizable at this point in time, at this date. You know what I mean? And I know a lot of other places are trying to step their game up, and then you have other places opening up and stuff, which I think is great for the boys and for the business. Competition is healthy. So, but as of right now, as of whatever the date is today, January, whatever, 2019, mm-hmm. top place to go if you want to make uh, a name or, or money for yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, hard money, right? <laughs> gotcha. Well, I mean, you you still have a pretty big name for yourself, and your name was pretty well known about a month ago at Evolve 117, where you decided out of nowhere to interfere in the tag team championship match between the Street Profits, also of NXT fame, versus J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. So my question is, why that match? Why them? Why? Why not? No. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh. People could think I do things because I'm just a nut job, but to be to be honest with you, everything's calculated. There is a method to my madness, and uh, it's real simple. JD Drake's the WWN Live Champion, right? Mm-hmm. So why interfere in his match and get him all hopped up and hillbilly angry to give me a title shot, which he's giving me this weekend, Friday night in Brooklyn. So, uh, and then the the street profits just bother me. What street are they from? I haven't seen them. Honestly, tell me what street they, they, they're from. I could not tell you. Thank you. Thank you. What's it, Sesame Street? You got one guy that's Big Bird, the other guy's Cookie Monster. You know what I mean? And then, like, I heard, I heard, uh, I heard Montez Ford today telling me, like, I don't know what the NXT coaches taught him because I've never been part of the PC. My man. Does he not understand I know half the roster? Half the roster knows me? Why don't he ask Kevin Owens about me? Why don't he ask uh, Seth Rollins about me? Ask Chris Hero. Again, not calling him Cassius. Why don't he ask Chris Hero about me? Why don't he ask, about, ask all those dudes if I popped their eardrums? Or if I kicked them in the back so hard their, their bodies went numb? You know what I mean? Like That just shows you he doesn't know history. He doesn't know anything about this game. So he will be Big Bird from now on. Dawkins is cookie monster to me. Now, I'm not taking anything away from their athleticism. And granted, they've been trained by the best people in the business. So they're going to be good. They're just not better than me. Because they don't know anything that I know. They don't know about, like, now now you got me rolling. (laughs) Because they honestly, they don't know anything about waking up and going 16 hours to a show and get paid in a hot dog and a handshake and maybe a Mountain Dew. Then getting back in the car to drive another eight hours to do another show and barely get paid. Barely have gas money. Then you're getting back in the car, driving back to New York to another like 16 hours or something crazy. Get home, have a, well, now at the time, an ex-girlfriend yelling and screaming at you, why are you so tired? Come out with us. And you're focusing on the game. You're focusing on independent wrestling because that's the way you were taught it was supposed to be. When I broke in, there was no PC, man. When I broke in, there was no little nice six rings, film room, personal personal gym. I almost cursed. Personal trainer out there for us. 
My PC was East 237th Street. My PC was Getty Square. My PC was School Street. There was nothing. That, that's reality. This guy can sit there and tell me, how do you know about this and that? Because my trainers, this and that. Yo, your trainers don't know me. And the ones who do know me understand my pain, understand my game. They do. Ask Sarah Del Rey, who trains the women, what I can do, who I've been beating up for years, because she knows me. She used to be in Chikara. She was at the Chikara Grand Championship match on the sidelines. Yeah, Yeah, and I defended the title against her. And I hit her like she was a dude, and she hit me like crazy. It was fun. But again, these guys don't know that because they don't have history. They don't respect our business, man. They don't respect my art. Art's a cool little word to be throwing around, but my art is violence, and they don't get it. So why not with them? You know what I mean? Let them know what's up. If they want to make it in this business, they're going to have to deal with people like me. And if they can't deal with someone like me on the independent level, they ain't going to make it in WWE. So in a, in a way, like I said, I'm here to help Evolve. I'm also here to help them. They just don't understand how. And mm-hmm. then Drake, my man, like I said, he's the champ. Mm-hmm. Why? What I don't understand is guys go, especially nowadays, Guys go into this business or into companies and they go, hey, man, I'm just happy to be here. I just want to get paid. I'm happy to be. Yeah, granted, you want to get paid. But don't you want to get paid top dollar? Don't you want to be the top guy? A lot of guys don't want to do that. To me, J.D. Drake, guys like J.D. Drake and Austin Theory are top guys, not just in Evolve, but in the industry right now. You know what I mean? They're steps away. They're like a stone's throw away from, I guess you could say, WWE or NXT. I guess you could say that. So why wouldn't I want that after 17 years of busting my ass, making good good decisions, and nine out of ten times making bad decisions? My <laughs> decisions, but anyway, that's a whole another story we can get into at some other point. So why not go after the top dog? I'll let Austin Theory have his little groove here and have everyone put him over right now. Because like I told, I told you can ask Austin Theory this. I told him this in the locker room. I said, and I'll PG it for y'all. I told him, man, I don't know whether to. To kick your ass or give you a kiss. You're too pretty to be in this business, kid. He doesn't know. <laughs> so I'll let him live right now. I'll let him deal with his trainer, A.R. Fox, and let him have his little fun with Johnny Gargano and all that jazz. You know what I mean? But sooner or later, I'm going to bust him up, too. Try to make him look as ugly as me. J.D. Drake is real simple with him. Man. I just want the championship. Ain't nothing personal. I want the championship. Street profits, it's personal. Don't tell me you're from the street and I don't know what street it is. Don't tell me you live that life when you don't. You know what I mean? I tell everybody, man, I grew up in a good home, an Irish-Puerto Rican family. I, I decided to be an idiot and hang out in the ghetto. I didn't have to. I had choices. But I chose to go that route. And I take it for what it is. So with me, it's this. If you say you're from the street, tell me what street you are and represent it. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. represent nothing to me. They legit represent Sesame Street. I'll give them, but again, I'll give them credit. They were trained by the best in the world, but they have to remember they know me there. They don't like me because they know what I can do. They know I don't play games with people. I have no problem gouging someone's eye out and going home. I'll sleep good at night. Trust me. I'm good with that. That's that's real life. <laughs> and we will find out a lot about that this weekend at Evolve hey, in Brooklyn. Oh Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> We're going to find out a lot about that this weekend at Evolve 119 when you go up against J.D. Drake for the WWN title in a no-disqualification match. And then... <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the next night at Evolve 120 in Queens of Laboon, where myself and the rest of my co-hosts of the Kings of the Rings podcast will be in attendance to see you go up against Montez Ford in a, what's known as a grudge match. And we are looking very forward to that. Mark my words on this, my man. Win or lose. I guarantee you this. Win or lose. I'm going to teach, I'm going to teach him some lessons. Win or lose. He's going to pay some dues in wrestling. Win or lose. He's going to get it. Grudge match, whatever you want to call it. I'm the teacher. He's the student in this one. All right. We, we, we are definitely going to find out. So my last question for you, because we do have to get going a little bit. Once again, thank you so much for your time, Mr. Kingston, because I got to call you Mr. Kingston because I got to put respect on your name when I see you in the streets. (laughs) However, uh, in you, (laughs) so in your evolved little mini documentary you said that there's industry dudes and then there's non-industry dudes and that wannabes wannabes (laughs) yes and that you are the shock that evolve needs so my question to you is what are you going to bring to evolve i'm gonna bring what i bring everywhere that's reality you talk about my promos and how you can feel it because it's me that's who I am 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I got demons that I've tried to drown and I and I can't, so I just party with them. This is who I am. You know what I mean? I'm a manic depressive with extreme paranoia and I'm a violent person. You know what I mean? Waking up in the morning, I got to pop a pill of Zoloft so I don't go freak out on people. So I can smile a little bit during the day. You know? Yeah. But ain't nothing funny going on, but I got to do it so I don't lose my mind and get locked up. You know, this, this is who I am. So when I say I'm bringing reality, I'm bringing, I'm bringing the real. Everything you hear me say or do is what I either done in the street, done at home, or will do in the future. I don't say things that I can't do. So if I if I if I tell someone, hey, my man, I'm gonna I'm gonna break your nose, you know for sure I'm gonna try my best to break your nose. You know what I'm saying? Or if I say yeah. I'm gonna, do, or let's say I'm gonna do something nice, I'm gonna do something. I can't even think of a thing. I'm gonna do something. <laughs> But I'll do it. This is who I am. So when I say I'm bringing a shot, I'm bringing a shot of reality. Because I'm not a wannabe industry dude. I'm not sitting here thinking to myself, oh, man, Triple H and and, and, and Vince McMahon are going to see Eddie Kingston. I know what it is. I've been an outlaw. I've been unwanted in this business for years. I know what it is. Whether because of my attitude or or, or my look, I know what it is. But I'm just going to be me. I can't change. So why not just be me? But then I look at the locker room and I see uh industry dudes, the NXT guys coming in. Good for them. Rock and roll. Get some experience. We don't think it's going to be easy and sweet. And the reason why they're thinking it's easy and sweet is because you have these wannabe dudes in that locker room, the wannabe in- industry dudes, taking it easy on them. Why y'all got to be wannabe industry? Wait till you are industry. But until then, be yourself. They won't do it because they sell their souls out. Not me, man. If, you know what I mean? After this world, after this life, I'm going where I'm going because of my own volition, not because I, because of somebody else or I changed up. People take it as it is, man. I don't care if people cheer or boo. Just know I'm gonna hurt people, and they can they can try and hurt me, but I'm still here at 17 years. That's true. 17 years, still going strong. My my boys, uh, very the very few friends I have, bust my chops on it when I say relevant. But it's true. 17 years is still relevant. It's not an ego thing. It's a fact. So yeah, people bring me in. Like I said, like Brody and Abby, they bring me in to pop the houses, man. 
Mm-hmm. 17 years still strong and still one of the realest people you will ever meet in the wrestling scene. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Mad King, Eddie Kingston. Sir, thank you so much for your time. I'll be looking forward to seeing you very, very soon this weekend at Evolve 120 at Laboom. Get all the New York there. You know what I mean? Get all the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Harlem. Get all the boroughs there. Get Yonkers there, man. Let's do it. Let's fill that place up, man. So you I can got see you. Two asses, man. <laughs> I got you. I'll be coming from Long Island, so it's close enough for me. <laughs> All right, Ricky, that was an absolutely incredible interview. Like honestly, I can't believe he pulled it off that quickly. He literally put us in the group chat the other day. He's like, "Hey, we can get guys on Evolve." Then three days later, he was booked. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ricky, I'm very yeah. proud of you. I look forward to following in the footsteps of the microphone master, the king of the mic. King oh. Ricky Rose. Oh, I think you just gave me a new shirt the idea. Microphone master. God damn the it. The microphone master. Yes. Uh, so, oh. so he that might be that might be the title of a show. Microphone master. Dude, we we got yeah, we, especially we, we, we after got that a interview. lot one, we got a lot of runners up here, so it might be might be yeah. really ball bag Tarish uh Tarish like big no, really not. really bam bam ball bag. <laughs> Willie, no one knows about Willie Bam Bam Ballbag. <laughs> Willie Bam Bam Ballbag is the best wrestler in UFC 3 history. But guys, we got to pivot back to Evolve. So Eddie Kingston is a member of Evolve, which we will be there live this Saturday with Johnny at Wrestling Boom. at Laboom. Johnny Gargano will be there. Guys, another Evolve show is going to be it's, it's another it's, a, it's another packed fucking yep. card. Um, Eddie Kingston actually just made his debut at the last one we went to to end the beautiful year of 2018. Uh, it's a crazy card. Do you guys want me to uh, quickly uh, rattle off the yes, card? Please. Rattle off, please. Okay, so um, I'm going to go uh, bottom to the main event. So a uh, four-way freestyle between Darby Allen, Kurt Stallion, Leon Ruff, and Bishop King. How is Darby Allen still walking? I have no idea, but he has some... He has some of the crazy. He has some of the craziest promo videos on his Twitter. Like I get more and more impressed each time. Then we have J.D. Drake versus Joe Gacy. J.D. Drake being the WWN champion, and it is a non-title match. We also have A.R. Fox versus Anthony Henry in a number one contenders match. Okay. Then we have. Surprisingly, not a tag team match, but we have the members of the Street Profits each in a singles match. We have Angelo Dog, Angelo Dawkins versus Josh Briggs in a hoss fight. Excuse AKA, me. it's got it, a hoss fight. H O S S. What does that fight. mean? It's going to be a. I'm not sure, but every time I've seen it come up on social media, they're like violent matches. I like it. I like violence. And if then we good. have we have Montez Ford versus Eddie Kingston, Eddie, the man, Eddie, the Eddie. man King Ricky just interviewed, uh, in a grudge match. Eddie Kingston made his debut, like I said, and attack and attack Montez Ford. So I'm looking forward to seeing that match. Then we have the main event of the night, a non-title match between the newly crowned Evolve Champion All Day Austin Theory. Without Priscilla Kelly, he made that perfectly clear in the match card picture where he X'd out her face versus Johnny (laughs) fucking 
wrestling Johnny Gargano. Ladies and, and gentlemen, continue, Dave. Sorry. Oh, and uh, to end it, uh, Johnny Gargano has even made it a point to say that his at his last Evolve show, he had a huge meet and greet, and he wants to do it again. So I'm hoping that the Kings of the Rings can meet Johnny Wrestling together. But I'm looking forward to the show. King Ricky and myself will also be at Shine. But Shine is not what we're talking about right now. It's evolved. I couldn't be more excited for this. Yeah, you want to talk about violence personified? That Eddie Kingston and Montez Ford match might be a real, might be one of the more, more violent matches that you will witness, uh, especially after coming off of that interview. I truly and wholeheartedly believe that Eddie Kingston may be out to hurt Montez Ford. And it's just going to be one of those matches that's going to really catch your eye. I mean, Eddie Kingston's been around for over 17 years. Yeah, he's, um, been, he, he's been all over the place. He's been in yeah. Chikara. He's been in Impact. He's he, he's he, he was even in a Jersey All-Pro for a while. He still is in Jersey All-Pro, I believe. Um, but... Uh, Eddie Kingston is as put as Eddie Kingston is as real as it gets in in the wrestling scene and maybe even in life. Um, no, like, and, for, I mean, and something tells me, something tells me that he may not be coming alone. That wouldn't surprise. That wouldn't surprise me. In Impact, of uh, very recently we saw LAX versus the OGs. LAX with Conan versus OGs with Eddie Kingston. So and. So, who knows? Maybe we could see a Homicide or a Hernandez sighting. You never know. You, you never, never know. know but you uh, never know what's like, going to happen at Evolve or who's going to show up at Evolve. Eddie yeah, Kingston no, proved it once. He could also prove Evolve it again. Puts on, yeah, oh, like, like, uh, I was just going to say, like, I really started getting into Eddie Kingston uh, towards the end of 2017. And then he, like, kind of randomly <sighs> announced his departure from Impact Wrestling. Then couple months go by and he re-debuts as uh, King. And he re-debuts with, uh, you know, the LAX storyline. So, like, I I've re- I really enjoyed his debut at Evolve last time. And I think we can all agree very much looking forward to it. Absolutely. It's going to be a amazing time, as always, with Evolve. So, if you're going to be at Evolve, check us out. I know good brother Wade is going to be at Shine and Evolve. All right, Wade. We'll, uh, we'll so, go in the so, and get a picture with him, too. So is brother uh, Rob. And brother Rob. The guy who got the... Uh, uh, I thought he was going to be in Ireland. He might. It, we'll, we'll, we'll find out when yeah, we get there. Yeah, we'll look for his letterman. All right. But, guys, <laughs> wrestling this week, WWE was... Honestly, su- Phenomenal. very surprising. WrestleMania season is coming early right now. It is the road to the Royal Rumble <laughs> in just a few short weeks, but... A week from Sunday? Like, like nine yeah. days. So a lot of crazy shit happened. And let's start with Bobby Lashley winning this belt. We'll talk about, we'll talk about Finn Balor in, <coughs> in, in depth, don't you worry. But I want to start with Big Bobby in his title belt. Um... <laughs> What are you, Dave? What are your initial thoughts as Bobby Lashley as the IC champion? Um, I, I like it only for two reasons, and none of them are because Lashley deserves it and it's going to be a good champion. Okay. One, because I've always enjoyed Dean Ambrose better as a chaser and not as a champ. Okay. And second of all, we've uh, I've been noticing a lot more Twitter presence from Kevin Owens. And who's the one who put Kevin Owens on the Lashley. show? 
So, I would love to see Kevin Owens. Uh, he is scheduled to be returning very soon. Uh, and it looks like he um, dropped a couple LBs and got some new ink. But I would love to see him come back and have a multiple pay-per-view feud with Bobby Lashley for the title. I, I, You know what, Dave? I completely agree with you. I would love to see Kevin Owens make his return at WrestleMania against Bobby Lashley for that belt. Um, I think that's much better than a potential Finn Balor versus Ambrose feud for that belt, which is what we originally thought was going to happen. But uh, it looks like the Seth Rollins feud with Lashley is is over. I think that's for the better. And he's probably going to go back to feuding with Ambrose for a feud that didn't need the belt to begin with. So I think this is the right call to put on Lashley. It's a good surprise. And it's, it's going to lead to good things. He, he... And he also did win uh, with, you know, the assistance from Leo yeah, Rush. The match, the match so, was great, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, like, I'm hoping that this kind of, like, puts a fire under Leo Rush himself. Because the only thing I would like to see, even though I'm not really a big fan of Leo Rush because of how annoying mm-hmm. he is, is mm-hmm. I'd like to see him with the Cruiserweight Championship and Lashley with the IC. So they could have, like, you know, some hardware to back them to back them up, and, uh, I mean, Rush's match on 205 Live against Lince Dorado, like, knocked, knocked it out of the park. Lashley, 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 all of all of that worked to his benefit. It got himself over as a hated person, and... He finally got his payoff match. Lashley finally in this um, in this triple threat looked like the dominant Bobby Lashley that we wanted him mm-hmm. to be when he came back. It finally worked. He looked like a million bucks. Seth and Dean made him look great, and he looks like a deserved champion. That finish was great. That spear was phenomenal. He speared. Who did he spear? Seth or did he spear Dean? Seth. No, Dean. He pinned he's, Dean. He's. He speared Dean and rolled midway through the spear. Like, do you know that that's crazy athletic? <laughs> what and he then, pulled and off. And then he and then he pulled the uh, evasion move in the corner, and then he took advantage of uh, of was it Rollins yeah. that took out Ambrose or Ambrose that took out I think Rollins? Rollins, Rollins I don't the know. Top. Right at the frog splash. Rollins at the frog yeah. splash. So. Yeah. I don't know. Neither here nor there. Hey. Uh, I don't know, but the, the team of yeah, the team of Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley are is working out in, in, in everybody's yeah, favor. I, I think he's I hated think acts, and it's, I think it's this fun. Acts as like a reset button for Lashley. This is this is another chance. Depending he's he's not doing a silly pose shit. He's not mooning the crowd anymore. He's not sp- The silly pose is kinda of funny it though. It was, but it didn't fit Bobby Lashley. Like you're trying to give kind of this this odd flavor and character. To a guy who doesn't have it or need it, Leo Rush is his personality. Bobby Lashley is a yeah. big, silent dude who beats the shit out of you and does these freaky athletic things, which is what he's good at. He's, I think he's he's a more jacked Ahmed Johnson. Oh my god, he's much better than Ahmed Johnson. Believe me, I'm watching Ahmed Johnson right now. I am I am watching peak Ahmed Johnson. And I'm telling you, it was it's not much of a peak. <laughs> he Ahmed Johnson was going to be given the world and he screwed up. Well, he also had bad kidneys. He had like he had he had, he got the injury bug. He we couldn't stay healthy. He couldn't yeah. stay healthy. So it wasn't really his I fault. mean, he, he he also was like, you he know, in listen. a time 
He was in a time when like the company was pretty fucking racist. That that as well. That they, had, they, had, they had Farouk in like a, a blue helmet. Oh yeah, I remember that. Sod. Yeah. Let's not talk about yeah, that let's, one. Let's skip over that one. Um, but guys, yeah. Raw was really about as surprising as the title the title change was, it wasn't the main focus of the show. The main focus of the show here was Finn Balor. And before we get to, before we get oh, to Finn Balor and what we had to get what led to Finn Balor, and that was Braun Strowman ripping the door off a car. <laughs> like, well, uh, uh, not just not just any car the door of a limo of the one the only vincent kennedy mcmahon ass. like like li- literally you you do not do it you do not do that uh i actually have to tip my hat to corbin for uh pulling that move it was really sly and he he won the battle but um yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of weird, because that led to Bobby Lashley getting, uh, I mean, um, Braun Strowman getting stripped of his uh, championship match, which I, I personally think, I think we can all agree, uh, tell me if you agree that he's not healed completely yet. I, um, I, I agree, but he's, not, he's probably not healed completely, but he also didn't do himself any favors after that god-awful promo last yeah. week. There, there is there is some backstage rumblings as to why he got taken out. Um, it could be injury. It could be a, it could be all... Like, I think it's a little bit of all those things. But in terms of writing him off TV, did this it was a little weird way to do it. It's just like Vince got angry that you destroyed his car, so you... I, I guess... I guess a short notice. What else could they have come up with? But it was just watching him flip a limo was really cool. I'm not gonna lie, I seen that shit never get old. Watching him rip, rip the door. I off. loved. I loved him trying to put the door back yeah, on. Yeah, him trying to put the door, door back on. But like this doesn't. You leave Braun Strowman looking terrible. <coughs> he looks it, weak. This doesn't do him any favors. Which continues what Zarian said last week is that this he's he's not the guy. Like. At this point in time, no, he's what, not. What, like, wh- how did they keep screwing this guy up, and why? Because this guy could have taken off. He was so hot, oh. and now he's just, un- he's like, he's on Baron Corbin level. If I don't give a shit. A lot of okay. it is that he screwed himself up too. Well, he was he was showing up late. Sorry, Dave. He was showing up late, from what I heard. And then when you give him time to elaborate on stuff, a la him going one-on-one in a promo battle featuring Brock and Paul. Granted, everybody's going to lose to Paul Heyman, but he it looked like he just lost his lines. Mm-hmm. He couldn't say stuff. Like, it's, it it didn't mm-hmm. look like a top guy. Uh, it, 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 like, last week's promo was very bad, but, like, this has been a long time coming. Like, he, he you know, last year at the Rumble, there was a triple threat with, um, with him, Kane, and Brock. Oh yeah, he was in the he was in the <laughs> Fatal Four Way two SummerSlams ago. Like he's had opportunities to have the title, but they just haven't jumped the gun. They even had the last chance to put it on, on him at Crown Jewel, but they opted to go with Lesnar. So, like I think it's a combination of him not being able to do a promo and just being the stale old monster flip shit, knock people over. And then still wanting to go with Brock. Yeah, he just, he had a really bad year, Braun Strowman did, 2018. And 
I, well, he won the greatest Royal he Rumble. He did, but he also won a tag belt with And he won the tag team champions with 10 year old. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, but, like, I, I, he's, <coughs> he's a guy who needs to go to SmackDown. He needs, he needs a fresh coat of paint. Well, seeing that we may not have another monster anywhere else, Braun can go wherever he wants. Yeah, and then Lars Sullivan can't handle being a monster. But that's... No, uh, he apparently has been having anxiety I mean, he can't handle being a monster. <laughs> but, yeah, which is, I mean, I hope Lars Sullivan gets better, but it's just, it's what I, I, I mean, you can't really, like, you know, gauge when you're going to have an anxiety right. attack, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's shitty timing for him. He's got the call up, they have the promos, all of the other five super, six superstars, actually, because Heavy Machinery is a tag team, have gotten their kind of their on TV debuts, um, except for Lars and... You know, I hope well, he. I hope he's getting the help that he needs. Yeah, I liked all of them. Well, I mean, the I'm I'm sorry, I have to disagree. The Lacey Evans ones were good. Nikki Cross was perfect. EC 3s I'm not a fan of him being in the line outside McMahon's office and then being walked by by Samoa Joe uh, posing in front of a mirror. It's kind of funny. Otis Do- Otis Dozovich's was god awful. The way what? he, the way he came out during moment of bliss. That was terrible. I agree with you. And, no, like that was god awful. And then the shake thing at the beginning of SmackDown yesterday. Um. So I, I'm I'm don't think all these call ups have uh, been going well. But it was pretty dope to see uh, Nikki um, in the that uh, six woman tag because I think. Uh, me, I know I was, in a lot of the Twitter world was expecting Ember Moon. I did. I and, was like, oh, it's Ember Moon. Whatever, big yeah. deal. <laughs> but <laughs> um, surprise. And um, yeah. did 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 yeah. they did they say that she's gonna be bouncing back and forth between both brands? Uh, my, all, Michael Cole, all of them are. are. Michael Cole did say all, all of the, yeah all the call-ups. All, based, oh, call-ups all the call-ups are, are gonna be bouncing. But okay. the call-ups are gonna be bouncing between the two. Two brands until they settle, which will probably be around um probably post rumble. You know, you know, yeah. I, my one gripe with these call ups was that the only thing WWE was really doing to promote them was just playing the same video package for weeks on end. And this week, I I granted the Otis and Heavy Machinery one, it's odd to say the least. Like the one on Raw specifically. But it's funny as fuck. But, I th- I like what they're doing. It's something a little different. It's something kind of clever, and you know, it just we just kind of get to wait and see what happens. It's kind of flashes in the pan here and there. I think yeah. I think it does a lot well, of them favors. The one SmackDown for Otis was much much better. The one Raw was just stupid, and it shouldn't have been there. But Paul Heyman, I mean well, Otis Doz Otis Dozovich is us if we ever saw Alexa Bliss in person. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I've, I've met her and I wasn't like that. So you're wrong. I, I, I don't but believe you, but that. You were Dave. By <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but um, but like, uh, also like a big thing that kind of threw a lot of people uh, a little bit of sour was uh, they did a an old school um, vi- looked like Vince McMahon um produced segment with uh the. WWE producer or whatever walking in on Alexa Bliss changing. And I don't, dude, I don't see it as sour. It could have been worse. Like Alexa Bliss could have had boobs and it would have been like, oh my god, she's exposed. Yeah. No, like 
ten, like ten steps forward with Evolution Women's Tag Team Women's Championships. Steps back with segments like that. I don't. I I, I kind of have to disagree with you on that, Dave. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a step back. I think it's a step more so in in edgier like content and including you know the Mandy Rose and Naomi stick on SmackDown. Is this is. We've been craving for this for a while. Ever since WWE went PG and started becoming all family friendly again, we've been cramming and cramming more and more for more reality, more edginess, more realness. Now that WWE has potentially more legitimate competition, who are using angles that are a lot more real, WWE has finally said, okay, we're going to have a little bit more realistic and more edgier segments. And then when we get them, now we start you know refute and be like this isn't what we want but this is what we wanted we want edgier stuff we want more kind of lifelike and funny things and this is what we're getting especially with the women and especially on smackdown could we do it differently maybe but this is this is the this is the direction that i believe we're going we're getting edgier we're getting more we're getting more realistic and this is what's going to happen granted this is vince being vince I I respectfully disagree that these segments are doing that, but we can move forward. Well, what do you think? I have no problem with it. I mean, I, I see what Ricky's saying. Like, yeah, it's a little more edgy. I don't think it's a step back at all. Like, w- women, she's a beautiful woman. Like, that's first of all, that's also what Mandy Rose should be doing because she's not a good wrestler. Like, Mandy Rose is literally made <laughs> for 2003 while in SmackDown. Like, that's the kind of she's beautiful. And that's the kind of role she fits. I think there's a place for it. Why not? What's wrong with seeing beautiful women on TV? Yeah. I think Mandy Rose is getting into her character a lot more. She's being the seductress. She's being the vixen. Yeah. What's wrong with that? It's it makes like those people r- also exist in your life. Yeah. So, our image takes life. But guys, I want, I want to jump from one beauty to another. I want to jump back to Finn Balor. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is a beautiful man. I'm looking at, look at his smile right now. Oh my god, he's gorgeous. His pecs, beautiful. Can't believe it. It's, it's the body I want. Will loves Will loves Fergal. Hey, to appreciate beauty, man, it's a law. Um, interesting. I'm gonna use the word interesting. I'm very excited for this match. Uh, way more than I was for Braun and Brock. It gives me it gives me like a little glimmer of hope that Balor could win. He's not going to, but. I wouldn't write that off 100% yet. But then who wins the Rumble and then... No, no. Brock's the guy. It's a, Brock's the guy. I, it could I, be, I, but I, also... I could, I could see Finn winning and Seth winning the Rumble getting the SummerSlam rematch at Mania. But they, 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 but they had, they had IC awesome. matches all throughout this last year. Like, it's, it's, it's been done before. And Brock is not going to miss that Mania payday. Yeah, but do you remember when we hacked that SummerSlam match? They wouldn't, they wouldn't get that two, years in, two times in a row. Hmm. Yeah, let's hope they don't kill each other. But no, I, yeah. it's, just, it's just a matter of... I, 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 this is very similar to my feeling with the Sasha match. Like, we we know the picture. for We see the bigger picture for WrestleMania. So, sure. so why not give us just a dream match for Royal Rumble? It's a big match field. It's in a big stadium. It's going to be a hell of an entertaining match. Apparently, Brock is very excited for it. So he's, he's actually going to Yeah, apparently Brock... Apparently, Brock uh, wants to work with Finn, which really surprises me because we've seen very often he's not a big fan of working with the smaller guys. However, he has some of his best matches with the smaller guys. While his matches, Daniel Bryan, small guys. While while his matches with like the monsters, the big guys, 
Braun Strowman, they got stiff on each other and shot and started shooting from the hip a bit. So I, I'm I'm happy you guys know Finn's my favorite uh, male superstar and like I I've obviously when um after Roman won Finn got his universal title rematch but um you know like and they and it they had him go through two matches a singles match to qualify for the fatal four way and then winning the four way one of the people he beat being John Felix Anthony Cena who then proceeded to put him over with, with, Felix. With yeah, no, it's it's a big deal. You also, what you notice as well, before my fatal four way, um, in the moment of bliss, before Otis Dozovich went all bliss crazy, um, is that Paul Heyman talked about every other wrestler in that fatal four way, except for Finn Balor. Yeah. 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 Very interesting tell right there. And when Paul Heyman is also positively put Finn over during a promo a couple years ago on TV. I mean, Finn Balor, he even said in his promo, he's like, Vince, I'm the guy. Like, everyone everyone knows it. He said, to be honest, Vince, he said, to be honest, Vince, you never believed in me. And when he said that, I was like, oh my God, that's like, someone just called out Vince like that. A hundred percent true. And like, you could even tell from, yeah, you, you could even tell from Vince's smirk, like, he agreed. And then Finn Balor, proceeds to go and I'm going to show you. Now mind you, this was two days after he had a phenomenal match in Blackpool against Jordan Devlin, the Irish Ace. Fit number two. Not not the not the original match that was supposed to happen. Devlin was supposed to be against um Travis Banks. Travis Banks. But uh like in the in the Blackpool crowd never ceases to amaze me are you watching this, Vince McMahon? You know what? Right. And I think, and I think there's the genius of Vince. Vince saw that. Vince realized that Finn may not be too over in America from time to time, but he sure as hell is over in other parts of the world, and you can market that. Yeah, Vince, I've never, I've <laughs> never seen Finn not being over in America. No, but the Finn, pop that the pop that he got from that Blackpool crowd was something that he hasn't had in an American crowd in a long time. In a very, very, very long time. Um, Because he hasn't pop when he came out with the demon this past year. But that's demon. The demon's always going to pop. Finn doesn't always get a pop. Two different characters. You know. But then, but then there's also the genius of Vince during that shoot segment. Vince literally, on I believe on purpose, egged Finn on to piss him off. He, and because Vince said, "Why would I pick you? Look at all of these guys here who are bigger than you, who Be- have Vince likes beefy men. Exactly, yeah. He does. Who are bigger than you? Who have more? Who have? Who look better than you? Which is a fucking lie. But like they're they're bigger than you. They're taller than better you. Finishers. Why would I? Yeah. Why would I promote? you over them and i think that's what you know he he egged them on to get that to get that reaction out of finn vince has a hard on for hard bodies let's be serious yeah but vince is also a genius vince knows where he wants to when to bring his talent out and when to have his talent go at him was being built as a plan b for weeks now because that's where he's been getting all these wins in case braun wasn't ready to go and i think he deserves it over braun it's 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 a dream match it's a dream it's a match we've always wanted to see He's not going to win, most likely, but that's not the point. And where he goes afterwards for Mania, 
God, dude, I have, now I have no idea what he does. WrestleMania. Well, Go ahead, Dave. It, it, it depends because in the past you used to see people compete in championship matches and fail to win that and enter the Rumble. It all it all it all matters yes, about match placement. That is also true. Roman. So like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I I miss the days when someone would lose a championship match, enter the Rumble, and go go far, be that Iron Man. Because we, because like we've said in past years, the whoever's Iron Man always gets a very strong match placement for Mania. Yes. Usually. Well, last year was Finn, and he got the IC match. And last year was also Sasha, and she was on the pre-show. Fair. Okay. To- to- toodles. Toodaloo. You know, and it, it's a little bit different now because you have two rumbles to deal with. So you have, like, potentially two hour-long matches and then two hours of more wrestling. Yeah. So where do you where, where do you place these people? And now you're in a baseball field? Like, this is going to be a long show. I'm excited, though. But yep. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very let's, excited. Let's I am, give it over to the, the women's tag team belts, as I'm looking at them right now. Initial, initial thoughts. It's I, I'm still I, not initially. I hated yeah, I'm them. I'm still not really a fan. They look, it, they they just look like something. Dave, I believe you said it somewhere on the Patreon and in one of the chats. It looked like something that would be on TNA. I, I I wasn't the one who said that, but someone. like, uh, yes, someone definitely did. But like, I did not like them at the. Beginning, like I've seen a lot of um, proposed designs for it. I saw designs that uh, resembled the current men's tag teams, but instead of the gladiator heads, they had the heads of like the war goddess Athena. Like I've seen, I've seen some weird designs, but they're starting to grow on me. Um, the one, the thing I especially don't like, I was never a fan of tag team uh, elimination chamber. Yeah, I mean the one tag team elimination chamber was cool in the New Day yeah, one. It's it's interest. It's an interesting decision, because why why wouldn't yeah, you have a tournament build up to Mania? I think that, that's the easy thing to do. Instead, it's kind of gone to storm in a chamber. I think they yeah. want to do a program with the tag team titles at Mania. Build up to it, probably against Lita and Trish. Probably a, probably a team bestie versus versus hopefully, I'm going out on a long shot here. Hopefully the Iconics. I don't know who's winning these, to be honest. We got. I, I'm assuming we're gonna have we're gonna have Tamina and Naya starting the match because they can't fit in a pod. It's three <laughs> from Raw, three, three from Raw, three from SmackDown. Tamina, Naya, Sasha, yep. Bailey, sure, Riot yep. Squad, the Iconics, um, Iconics, Iconics may, maybe uh, Gloska. Maybe, but if she drops the belt, if she drops the belt, um, and then Mandy and Sonya Deville. So like it, it's interesting. I'm I'm not really a fan. I would prefer the tournament. I don't like the concept. I like I said, I don't like the concept of tag team elimination chamber. But I am happy they finally like jump. They finally jumped the shark because it was what like almost a month ago that Vin, uh Santa Vince said women's tag team championships and then kind of just like let it fizzle oh that's like, with Santa Claus yeah yeah jumping the shark but you you, you can't just like announce those and then not 
not have any official mentioning of them other than like social media. Oh, yes, you can. So... Ico Pro. I have no comment. I don't even know what that is. Like, I know what it is. I know exactly. what it is. I don't know what it is. Exactly. Okay. I'm fucking with you, damn. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, like, I, I, I'm happy for the announcement. Um, uh, what, like, the belts, the belts, yeah, they're, that's, just, they're just, they're a lot to look at. Is There's a lot going on in these belts. I don't know. They, it's probably the best looking tag team belts next to the UK. I mean, they, they, they could be worse. I mean, I'm not a belt designer. I really, I really shouldn't complain. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, they, they are, they are. It's just something to talk about, really. Uh, so that's, that's really, I think that's they're really nice. Let's, let's pivot over to SmackDown, starting off with Becky Lynch drinking that weird shake. Becky, that's when I fell in love with Becky all over yeah, again. It was better than quinoa, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that quinoa. had what? Pan- pancakes, tuna. Wasn't it steak in there too? Uh, Steaks and weights. Wh- whatever it was, it it looked disgusting. Looked disgusting. They it eggs with the shells. Beautiful. Too. Really? Yeah. Yo, yo, that's where that's where most of the protein is. Bro. In the shell. Got to put it in the shells. Yeah. yeah. That's disgusting. All right, but it started off with Oscar and Becky in the ring. <laughs> With the weird promo, Oscar just cuts the weirdest promos. No, uh, uh, <laughs> like, well, I love it. I, I love oh, it. I, I honestly, uh, like, I the things I hate about Oscar's promos aren't Oscar's fault. I hate. I've never liked the live crowd doing the what chance when a foreign talent is speaking. That is disrespectful. It, it like it's it's fucked up. But like we also got Asuka doing like the uh the no 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 like click like from uh Top Gun. So it was a nice little throwback. But uh Asuka's still obviously learning the language. Like I think she would be good if she was more of a silent type and had a mouthpiece. No, I like it when she just screams Japanese. I just I love oh no it. no! I like when she, I I like when she screams Japanese, but I think I think she should cut back on the speaking mm-hmm. English, struggling mm-hmm. crowd gets involved with the what chance mm-hmm. and have somebody take that part right. of her promo. You, you know Not, what she I, needs? I, she needs a Zelina Vega. Yeah, well everyone everyone it's needs Zelina Vega. This is very true, but I mean Andrade. Andrade can't speak that well of English, um, but Zelina's there to kind of translate for him. And when he does, when Andrade needs to go crazy and talk wild, ridiculously like angry Spanish, he can do it. But he doesn't need to do it all the time. I think is what Dave is saying. If there's somebody there for Oscar to just be Oscar's mouthpiece, yeah, where she doesn't have to be that violent Asian all the time, she do it. It worked tons more for her character. Right. Am I correct in saying that, Dave? Well, partially, like, I think she should cut down on, like, the English part of it, have someone speak her English part of it, someone who's good on, who's, like, better on the mic and has a hold of the language, but I want her to maintain, like, her Japanese yelling because it's a huge intimidation factor, mm-hmm. and it's a and it's a throwback to how they compete in Japan Joshi wrestling. Like, it, the, it's not just the impact of the moves, but it's the words and it's the emotions that you see in the face and you hear the words. 
You know who she would who she would have been good with as a good mouthpiece for her, Drake Maverick. Yeah, would have done a lot better with Oscar than what he did with AOP. Yeah. I mean, I think Oscar herself is fine. She doesn't need not everyone needs to cut promos, but, but I agree. does does she keep his belt? I think it's very possible that <sighs> Becky gets. It back. is possible. It's possible that Becky gets it back and Charlotte wins the Rumble or Asuka keeps it and Becky wins the Rumble and goes yeah, after I, Ronda. I, like, it, there's so many possibilities. I think Asuka's keeping... Uh, uh, Ricky, you're the second um, potential you just mentioned. Asuka keeping it, Becky winning, then going for Ronda. I think that's what we're going to see. And then, who knows, maybe on SmackDown we get Asuka, Charlotte at Mania 2. Which I am more than okay with. Uh, Oscar, Charlotte, think, uh, Oscar Charlotte one was great. Oscar Charlotte two on SmackDown was I, great I'm as well. More. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure that that was our our favorite match last year. Yes, it was. Well, no, yeah, actually, so, it was the Evolution. Evolution, Becky, and uh, Charlotte. Oh no, 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 no! I'm talking about Mania match. It was the best. It was hands down. It's the match that stole yeah. the show. And um, like. It's gonna be hard not to do Charlotte Oscar again for another title. Like it was so good the first time. I would be comfortable with doing that and then having Becky versus Ronda. You have your your four biggest female attractions in two main event matches. What more and do then, you want? And, and then if like people will be like, oh, what about Bailey? What about Sasha? Ba- imagine Bailey Sasha being the inaugural tag team champions going against L- Trish and Lita. Boom! You're, that's perfect. You're boom, welcome. Boom! Like and everybody's I still happy. Want the I understand, but in this, I feel like that's a, this is an easier route to go for yeah. everybody. Like in, in an ideal world, we get the triple threat. However, as WWE fans, we have learned it's not an ideal world. We, we no, might it's not. still get it. I'm I'm really it, hoping. It, 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 I I can we, it, we all agree? Charlotte's ninety five percent chance winning this Rumble. If she's in it, yes. She's in it. Because she's not in a title match. Yeah, she, she, has no, she has nothing else yeah. to do, yeah. I, would actually, I wouldn't have mind seeing Asuka Charlotte 2 at the Rumble and seeing Becky win the Rumble. I think it would have, I think it would have been better if it was reversed. Well, well I mean, l- like I said before, like I, I remember and I definitely think one of the times Stone Cold won the Rumble, he lost in the championship match and then he appeared in the Rumble. So I honestly think that's a strong possibility. And I think it would work better for the women than the men. Like, I, I, I would love to see Becky lose in the women's championship match, then come as a surprise entry. Because mind you... Yeah. All four no, I, the- I, I see what you mean, but, but here's the problem with this picture here. Is that no matter what really happens, Oscar kind of loses because Charlotte. Not necessarily. In in kayfabe, Charlotte and Becky both want Ronda more than anything. Yes. So where does that leave Oscar? Oscar's kind of chopped liver. I see what you mean with that. No matter what, even if Oscar wins the belt or if she loses the belt. She's just what it's, she's left with. I mean, 
say say well, say David right, and Becky loses the loses, enters the rumble, wins, and then Charlotte gets wins a cha- wins something else and becomes number one contender for like for for Oscar. Why wouldn't she go after Charlotte? I mean, why wouldn't she go after Rousey? Because that's Becky the, the, the winner of the rumble you, chooses the I, I understand chooses the champion. That, but she has un- but that's she has, the only time she, that stipulation is live. Rousey also wants Charlotte. Rousey also wants Becky too. Yeah, but so she can make as as a champion Ra- she can Ra- make a challenge. My point is here that Oscar loses here, no matter what happens. But as during Rumble during Mania season, the cha- the winner of the Rumble makes the decision, not the right, champion. But the champion can also say, "I want to challenge you too." I wouldn't do. I wouldn't go by right. that. That that I see. That I have, eliminates I the have whole. No idea what they're gonna do. I think they should unify the belts. I don't think so. I. It, no, I don't think they should unify the women's belts, but I think the tag belts uh, should be. I think the tag belts are traveling. So I think. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I I think the men. I think I think men and women's tags should be unified. The women's will be, but I think the men's belts should be unified as well. You know, I'll agree. I'll, I'll bring back I'll the uh, pennies. I agree with that. Bring back the penny belts. Yeah. No, I, uh, no, <laughs> I, I want them to bring back the old school. The old school belts. I hate the designs of these belts. The Why world the title belts. No, 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 no. The the tag team championships. I hate those designs. It's right, folks. Dave's popping pills on on uh, on on recording. It's fine. It's Trident vibes. It's dumb. <laughs> Trident vibes. I'm not fucking up two weeks shy of. It's yeah, less Dave, than Dave, that. Dave, I'm, I'm would, not. Fu- I'm very not. Fu- upset that actually happened. Um, but yeah. it didn't, and it's not going to. AJ Styles put Daniel Bryan through a table with hot dogs on it, which I thought the irony was amazing. No, that was really fun. Like it, it was just a weird way that it happened because, like, it was during the female promo where everybody was just coming out. I mean, AJ came yeah. out, and he just he went, walks he around just the ring and the then walk, then walks up. Yeah, but um, it's kind of funny because like after that whole fight, like a couple hours after SmackDown, uh. You know how WWE posts, like, you know, those short clips of what happened? Daniel Bryan posted a video on how meat is made into hot dogs and bacon. It was really fucking Are you serious? Weird. how it happened. Yeah. I, I'm having bacon tomorrow. I don't give a fuck. Eat ribs. And? Ribs. Sticks! Um, but <laughs> the one thing I was thinking of during this, during this whole thing, I was like, are those fans real or are they plants? <laughs> they actors... I think I think they're I think like they're right in front. Real. Like right in front. In front I think they're right. plants, but I think but the, in, good in the back of people with their cameras and their phones, yeah, those were those were obviously real fans. Cause it, cause it, yeah, in cause front I think they're the plants. The front that once they started fighting they all dipped. <laughs> they dipped <laughs> real quick. But I thought it was a good segment. Uh I like AJ. I liked it. Uh it's Smojo beat the share Mustafa Ali. I also liked it. Ray Mysterio vs. Andreas so- and Almas, really enjoyed it. That Yo. is that is an early match of a year yep. candidate, and and it's only January, which is saying a lot. That is a solidified match of a year it, candidate. Holy crap! Like, they went at each okay. other. I need I need this feud to continue, but I need the belt. I need, I need the U.S. title involved. I need it involved, and like that match literally, like I was on the edge of my seat when I was watching it back. Mind you, I didn't watch live last night. What I blown away. Absolutely blown away. The yep. only thing I don't like, how'd you get rid of Cien Almas? WWE, you're fucking these names up. But 
Rey Mysterio had so much good to say about Andrade after. Andrade calls Rey a thing of the past. I'm all for this feud yeah, till Mania. Fantastic. Loved it. Absolutely. Unreal. Andrade is one of my... Ever since last January, Andrade has been one of my favorite wrestlers yeah, in the world. Yeah, since he won NXT belt, really. I so was like, smooth. How did this guy win? And I was like, oh, wait. He has talent. Like a fuckload of talent. Yeah. All right, Ricky, are you ready for tweets? Yeah. Actually, uh, are you ready for tweets? I am ready for tweets. Let's, get, let's go to yeah, commercial first and let me load it up. Tip of the crown will be happening. Why not just break? I gotta work on my outros. What up, Ooses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my Ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. Tweets. It's time for this week's top five tweets. Tip of the crown featuring King Ricky. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. And now for the first time in 2019 is my top five favorite tweets of the week. Hashtag tip of the crown. We are going to start with number five. My number five favorite tweet of the week comes from Kayla Kelly at Kayla Moonshoes. She has guaranteed me that she is a future Patreon member as soon as that paycheck goes yeah, through. She, she, was, uh, she was one of the winners of the Kenny Omega picture. She was one of the winners of the Kenny Omega picture. She has bought our birch. She is a true fan through and through. So Kayla at Kayla Moonshoes says, I swear, if they don't build a feud between Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch, it is a missed opportunity. The man versus the lady sounds like a weird porno. <laughs> my number four favorite tweet of the week comes from somebody who has a lot of skulls as their name um, at Apelio Skulls and they go Otis heard Otis Dozovich heard Vince say there was a lot of beef out there it just took him a while to get to the ring <laughs> <laughs> my number three favorite tweet of the week comes from a Patreon member and one of our good friends. Hashtag Mr. Fretz. At the legendary JF. And Mr. Fretz goes, Elias is the best video game tutorial helper ever. <laughs> it, was an, it was a smooth transition, that, man, at Raw. It was it, solid. It was, it was great. great. That's all he did on the whole show, he too. Need, he, he, and he to be a narrator for everything. And he finally completed a song. Kind of. Kind of did. All right, so moving forward, my number two favorite tweet of the week comes from another Patreon member, Nate, the F great effing game changer at Real Effing Game. And Nate goes, okay, now get these hands, or this generation's feed me more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Which, I was kind of thinking yeah. that too way back, back when. He's, he's getting there. And this is going to surprise you, folks, because 2019 is a new day and a new era. And my 2019, the first 2019 tip of the crown, my first favorite tweet of the week goes to Slack. Now, yeah, look, at, look at Dave's face. It says it all. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? The one and only phenomenal Slack at SlackStyle09. And Slack goes, EC3, EC3's raw appearance pretty much sums up me approaching women. Walk up, stare, smile, don't say shit, walk away. 
<laughs> repeat repeat and ladies and gentlemen that is my top five favorite tweets of the week hashtag tip of the crown you want to be part of this conversation you want your chance to be on um tip of the crown to be on the show and be mentioned use hashtag tip of the crown during raw smackdown nxt 205 live takeover blackpool any of that hot shit um and i'll be sure to look out for it and you may get nominated just like these uh five people are and all of our past winners will be archived in a new memory box on uh on our Twitter page for 2019 Tip of the Crown winners. But enough of all of that. Will, back to you, sir. Oh, I'm, I miss Ty Dillinger. All right. Um, yeah, guys, so that pretty much wraps up this week in wrestling. Um, Evolve this Saturday. Good thing Ricky reminded me. So, King of the Night, let's jump right in. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'll go first. I know who I'm going to give it to uh, I'm gonna give it to somebody uh, who, uh, you know, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, had to uh, make his departure from our podcast wrestling family because mm. bigger and probably better opportunities are coming uh, his way, and they're and they are well deserved, whatever they are. And of course, I'm talking about Big Dick Big Nick, Dick Nick. <laughs> Big Dick Nick, Nick uh, Giacobi. Uh, this one goes out to you, my dude. You are the king of the night. You. Um, Excellent in anything that you did for the podcast. Excellent who got next. Um, your knowledge of the brand and the product is second to none. Um, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. Your Matt Riddle interview, fucking phenomenal. Oh my god, he killed it. Yeah, fucking phenomenal. So um best of luck to you. You ever need anything, you know where to find us. So this one goes out to you, Nick. Nick, always member of the KOTR family, always member of the Brand with Dan family. Uh, Westwag Rito family, and hopefully you can come back soon. With more Giacobi yeah, money. Giacobi money. Or, or don't. We know whatever yo, you want to do. Yo, we, Ricky, we should do a Giacobi money Dave Dollars Bank of Rose merger. <laughs> the world would be our oyster. You guys get me off welfare. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Alright, Dave, what you got? I'm, rock, I'm rocking his shirt. Uh... I haven't seen um, somebody go through uh, two matches since. Oh, this he did it the first time when he debuted Finn Balor. Uh, obviously, like I've been uh, champing for him to get a real push. He's been rumored to be getting a big push soon, especially with the creation of AEW and. The two of the biggest uh, people they would want who have relations to members in AEW. Oh my God, they're both in championship matches at the Rumble. Hmm. But no, uh, Finn Balor definitely. And I mean, like I said, he had the he had the uh, shotgun match against uh, Jordan Devlin, who's coming into his own as a, a huge heel. Uh, then we had Finn go over Jinder Mahal, but you know take bumps in, in that match, and then he was, you know, he was playing, like, you know, on the injured ribs, but he went over, got the rub from Cena, and I am i don't think I've looked forward to a Brock match as much as I'm looking forward to Royal Rumble. Yeah, all that is very, very well said, and the exact same reason I am also giving it to Finn Balor. Um, great, great character, He's finally getting a push he deserves. 
Where is it going to go? I don't know. But you know what? This is something he's worked very hard for. He's been very patient. Put Dragged his knees to a lot of shit. Um, a lot of shit feuds, shit storylines. And he finally stepped up yeah, to Vince. Yeah, he finally stepped up to Vince. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, guys. WrestleMania season is here. But for now, let's just bow our heads, say a prayer for the death of Cien Almas. El Idolo! <laughs> Gentlemen, you've listened to episode 131. <laughs> you made him play the Gregorian chance. Of the Kings of the Rings podcast. <laughs> I can't hear it. I've Andrade yelling in my ear. Uh, what are we going to call this thing? <laughs> uh, Big Davey Cool. No, that's not all Big Davey. We had someone what else. What was the other one, Ricky? It, microphone <laughs> Master? Microphone Master. Yeah, the is. microphone. Uh, I'll make a decision tomorrow. To be determined. King's Wings Podcast, KOTR underscore podcasts, everywhere on social media, everywhere podcasts can be found, mainly iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, everywhere else, RantWithAnt.com, with all the other content on WrestleAddict Radio and Rant with Ant. Of course, it's me, it's me, it's with Lee T. Big things happening in 2019, big things, I forget what MVP says, but it's fine. Big things popping, little things stopping. That was TI, actually. But I thought MVP said it. No, Tia well, made, well, made a well, song out of it. Well, you have failed this city. Yeah, no, I, I failed pretty epically. Dave, you can take it over. <laughs> uh, I, I did do my plugs at the beginning, but you can find me on Facebook, David Malkovich, M-A-L-K-I-E-W-I-C-H, Twitter, K-O-T-R underscore Dusty Dave, Instagram, O-Z-T-E-P-O-8, and Snapchat, O-Z-T-E-P. So from yours truly, Big Davey Cool, goodbye, and good night. Bang, microphone master. Oh, yes, that sounds so, so good. It's going to look better on a t-shirt. Hint, hint, rant. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's King Ricky Rose of the hey, Kings of the Rings podcast. I, I, should get, I should get like a dollar cut from every shirt sold. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, so, King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast. Social media ambassador of KOTR underscore podcast on social media worldwide. General manager of Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict Wrestle on Twitter. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs on all social media platforms all over the goddamn place. Um, special Again, thank you to Mr. Eddie Kingston, the Mad King, for taking some time out um, of his day and of his Muay Thai training um, to to sit down and shoot the shit with me about his career and his upcoming matches at Evolve uh, this weekend. Catch us at Evolve 120 at Laboon this Saturday with the return of Johnny Gargano, Eddie Kingston versus Montez Ford, Darby Allen, uh, Austin Theory versus Johnny Gargano. Goodness fucking gracious, what more do you want? Um, wrestling. It's getting good again. The Royal Rumble is next week. It's a Royal Rumble go home show next week. Holy fucking shit! Oh, um, that's gonna be a so, long one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are, so it's got it's it, wrestling's getting amazing. If you haven't bought your tickets, you haven't bought your tickets for WrestleMania. Do that right now because it's only gonna shoot through the roof after Rumble. I'm very excited for the next couple of months now because. It's only going to get bigger and better it's from here. It's the perfect time, guys. Buy our merch. Support the brand. Go to the Patreon page. $1 to tier. Shout my Patreon $2 tier. $5 tier. Join our chat, guys. It's going to be a lot of fucking fun moving forward. Go with us. But until then, we're the kings of the rings. Go
We'll see you next week. Fuck you, Slack. <laughs> <laughs>